genre. Hi everyone, welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are talking about the 1991 live-action Ninja Turtles sequel, The Secret of the Ooze. And we're doing it, as always, one minute at a time. We are joined for the last time today by our wonderful guest co-host, Miss Ariel Somerville. Say hello, Ariel. Hello, Ariel. And along with Ariel <laughs> is our regular crew. I got that. That was funny. I like that. A regular crew of co-hosts, Chris, Adam, and Rachel. Hi, guys. Hi. shot. Sometimes I like to introduce you all one by one, and sometimes I like to introduce you as a group. Hmm. Makes me feel powerful. It, it keeps us on our toes. Uh. <laughs> um, but anyway, we are here talking about minute number 13 today in uh, The Secret of the Views, which begins with uh, a shot of April and uh, a lecture by Splinter and ends... With uh, Leonardo being a bit of a cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Master Splinter. Adam, would you say that this is just X-Men? This is just X-Men. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know what you meant by being a cyclops. Now I get it. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. he's just a goody two-shoe is another way I could have said it. Well, he he does read X-Men. We've established this. So so maybe he he's just been reading X-Men and going like, this cyclops guy. I really yeah. relate to him. He's where it's out. He's my favorite character. There you go, Ariel. Did you, did you ever catch? We, we found this out last minute thanks to one of our uh, uh, Twitter followers, Justin Call. Uh, the comic book that Leo is reading that April picks up off the counter earlier in this scene when she's cleaning up after him. We actually found out exactly which issue uh, of X-Men that was. Oh. It was like X-Men number 269. Interesting. Yeah. Eagle-eyed viewers out there in Twitter land. So thank you guys for that. Keep all that stuff coming at us because we, believe it or not, we miss stuff from time to time. See, if I watched X-Men, I would probably be saying that Cyclops is being a Leo. That's how I Mm. usually prefer the the teacher's pet leader Boring ones. The difference is most people like Leonardo. <laughs> what? Okay, what? Yeah. You know what I say? Some people like You know Leonardo. what I say to people? Yeah. You only like Leo if you like the color blue and swords, which is usually little boys. Wow. Wow, that hurts so bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so true. <laughs> there was actually, I was at Disney World a few months ago, and I think I was wearing, oh, no, no, no. I just pulled out my Ninja Turtle wallet, and like I kind of have like a slightly punky gothy style and uh the guy saw my wallet like the guy who was serving me at um like uh, it was a fast food thing and he just goes you're a Raphael fan aren't you and i'm like why and he was like you just probably like the color red like something really like something like that like he's like yeah just the way you look you probably like he the color red too and i was thought. like what are you a leonardo fan and i said like exactly what i just said and he's like well yeah i like the color blue and i'm like exactly and i just <laughs> snatched my my chicken fingers and walked away wow See, blue is my favorite color but donnie is my favorite turtle i mean leo's not my favorite turtle at all but i mean i like all my turtles i don't like Cyclops. That was kind of what I was trying to say. Yeah. And, and Donnie's color is really, if you think about it, just a redder shade of blue. True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or a lighter shade of pale. I don't understand what you guys are talking about. Sorry, well, Chris. <laughs> I mean, Moving like, on. I say that I hate Leo, but like he's always my least favorite turtle. He's fine. Depends on where we're like what series we're looking at. 
but it, that's uh, generally how it tends to boil down for all the yes. turtles is which version are we talking about? Yeah. Um, yeah. So the turtles are gathering around and we are going to hear a speech by Splinter. But before we talk about it, let's just remind our uh, listeners what exactly happens in this minute because we have the unique talents of Miss Ariel Somerville here. She's going to just from memory quote this entire scene for us as okay. best you can. I just like to point out that Master Splinter's monologues like almost always start with for 15 years. It's <laughs> gets them really garbled in your brain, but I, I'm going to try. I'm going to tell you the same thing I tell my music students. As long as you hit the first note and the last note, the stuff in the middle doesn't matter so much. <laughs> okay, let's see. All right, so they're all walking over. For 15 years, you have been confined below. Now the outside world beckons your teenaged minds. But they will never understand. Their world can never be ours. Oh, not even pizza? Hmm? Pizza's okay. Ah, man, give a guy a heart attack. Here, let me get you guys some napkins. What for? Huh? Hmm? Ah! Take heart, child. We will not be here much longer. Oh, no, no, no. Um, you guys can stay here as long as you want. All right, yeah, thanks. No, we do not belong here. Above. Aw, oh, man. Yes, Master Splinter. Yes, Master Splinter. What? Uh. <laughs> yeah. ah. Yes. This is so great. <laughs> what, watching this without sound while you do that... <laughs> It's awesome. Yeah. It's the best. We might, I feel like we might have to put that together and throw it on YouTube for these three minutes. Oh, my I, I God. I'm like arrested for that, but <laughs> it's, nah. it's worth it. Um, so, yeah, we get the Splinter speech, and he starts talking. Let's talk about this for 15 years thing. Um, do we still believe – are we able to suspend the disbelief that these are 15-year-old boys? <laughs> hmm. You know what I always say? They're pretty buff for 15. Yeah. You know what I always say? They're always like, they're supposed to be teenagers, but they're like actually adults. The only time they've been real teenagers is like the 2012 series, the new series Rise, and then like in the Michael Bay movies, they're like college kids. In the Michael Bay movies, they're like damn near like 30 year olds. (laughs) Well, the actors, but like I think they definitely act like college kids. Like, yeah. You know, at most. Like 18, 19, but like they're probably let's, like in their 20s. That's how they're Let's acting. be honest. It makes sense for Michael Bay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His demographic is dude bros. Like, I get it. I'm sure those Turtles movies do real well in the frat houses. Um, <laughs> so uh, Splinter's given the speech 15 years, and he's talking about their world is not our world. You know, despite all that the Turtles went through in the last movie, they're still kind of like not allowed to be part of society. And Michelangelo has this really, I love this moment because he's so legitimately concerned about this. So much of the humor in this movie is slapsticky, but this is like a genuine moment from Michelangelo of him being truly frightened. And it's hilarious. Not even pizza. <laughs> Mikey has a lot of these moments where he has kind of a vacant look on his face. And then the rest That's of the turtles have to like, Kind of explain <laughs> things to him sometimes non-verbally. Like a lot of the time, it's Donnie. Ooh, maybe those weren't sprinkles. Maybe that was pot, or it was like his pills. This yeah. like this is the only way he'll take his pills. I like how Mikey. I like how Mikey is the one like not even pizza, but like all of them like huddle up like what pizza? And their eyes get real big, and they're like, huh? They get the puss in. It boots didn't occur eyes. to any of them to suggest that, but once he did, they're like, oh, hey, that's a good point. 
That's There's right. this great little moment. It's actually two seconds in where it's Donnie, Mikey, and Leo are on camera, and then Raph steps into camera and looks directly into the lens. <laughs> Here? At, at two seconds in, yeah. If you just play the clip, and one, two, Raph looks oh, at you. I see he that. smiles at the camera. He could have been looking at Leo there. <laughs> It's like directly into the into the back of the lens. Like, but his his uh? mouth his mouth kind of hangs open for a second too. It almost looks like he's like smiling at the camera. That's very funny. <laughs> like, like the puppeteer even was like, "Oh God, I'm in I'm in looking right at the camera." Uh, I want to gift that part. That's great. Um, I completely just lost my train of thought. Sorry. It's okay. Not even pizza. And then Splinter's reaction is priceless. Ariel, can you just do that that one more time? What does Splinter say? Pizza's okay. Oh my god. I love that Donnie crosses himself like the sign of the cross. <laughs> what what if what if at this point in their lives Splinter was like, no more pizza? Oh my what? god. What would have happened? You turtles are going to get heart disease. I was gonna say they're gonna become like 20 year old mutant ninja turtles and they're going to end up having to be like on serious blood thinners and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Leo's reaction is kind of strange. Cause like he goes, pizza's okay. Donnie crosses himself. Mikey kind of grabs his chest. Raph gives Mikey noogie. But if you watch Leo throughout this, Leo looks up like disappointed. Like, Oh man, I thought we were going to not have <laughs> well, to eat pizza. Maybe, get rid of this pizza. Maybe I was reaction, hoping to introduce more discipline. Yeah. Maybe that reaction is like the, that wasn't the time to bring that up, Mikey. This is serious. Oh, okay. Like that's that's really not the takeaway. You know, right. Well, you know, actually, like when he's like, not even pizza, like, you know, Don and Raph look very like, yeah, what about the pizza? And then Leo's just kind of looking at Master Splinter like, well, Master Splinter. (laughs) (laughs) Ball's in your court now. (laughs) And he's like, you have an opportunity. And then when he says pizza's okay, Leo, like, yeah, like he looks kind of disappointed. It's like, man, I wanted to move on to like, I don't know, vegetables or something. (laughs) <laughs> but it's Leo. He would be the one who's like, "Can we please have vegetables?" I got Julia Child's <laughs> thing on cooking. I was gonna just start making some recipes. We're gonna do some different stuff. Like I don't know if you guys, do you guys remember the old Ninja Turtle website, like by Mirage Studios, that had oh, all yeah. their profiles? Like Leo's yep. favorite food is sushi, I believe. Right? Yes. Oh, <laughs> was that was that Donnie? Oh, I don't remember. It was That's either, Leo. I think it was. It's gotta Leo. be Leo. I think it was. Leo. It has to be Leo because he's the traditionalist. He's the suck up. He's the one who's like, well, he's the you one know, that... doing. Uh, he's like doing ikebana and yeah. and and like uh, you know uh, uh, calligraphy and and all the sort of cultural things yeah. to to sort of get closer to Splinter um, and, and to his his roots. Uh, he he's the one who would definitely sushi his favorite. Raph's favorite. He just heard about cereal. this new dim sum place that he's been dying to check out. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, can we like order Chinese or something for once? <laughs> uh, there's a little chuckle in here, and for the longest time, and I'm still not entirely sure. I think it's Splinter laughing at them yeah. after this scene. Yeah, but that always struck me as a little odd because I feel like the Splinter reaction should be more frustration, and it. I don't know if it bothers me that he thinks that this moment is cute or if I like it. Like. I'm, I kind of have mixed feelings about the idea of Splinter chuckling after this whole thing. I think it's cute because, like, he recognizes that his sons are kind of, like, a little silly, especially Mikey. And so, like, he just gave them, like, a little lecture, like, a nice little moment. And then Mikey has to chime in with, not even pizza? And, like, like yeah, okay, fine. Huh, my sons. I guess. Oh, kids. 
Yeah, I guess maybe Kids because these days. The, there's not an imminent threat in their world right now. Like as far as they know, like everything's safe and peachy and kosher. So maybe he's uh, a little bit more relaxed. Yeah, they're chill. As a parent, you know. Uh, they've got a good home. They're well fed. You know, all the things a parent would care about are sort of taken care of. Um, moving onward from there, I like the napkin bit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, kind of the same moment if you think about it. Like, hey guys, how about some napkins? Why? And then she just throws them up into the air. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I'm done. She just can't win. She can't it, try it, anymore. It's just no, not worth it. That's like, there are so many parts of this movie that like hit me as like 90s comedy tropes. Like, here's the thing. And then I'm just like, because I can't use the thing, I'm just going to toss it, you know? It reminds me of sort of Luke with the lightsaber in The Last Jedi. It felt very out of place just because, like, that kind of comedy bit you don't see as much anymore. Mm. So, I was Scott, say, are you saying this is just Star Wars? A comedy bit. <laughs> I might be saying that this is just Star Wars. I, I thought you were going to take that in the direction of it's very 90s comedy that, like, it's like, let me get you guys some napkins. What for? It's like, what, you don't know what a napkin is for, guys? No, I'm, I'm more afraid to, like, yeah, like, her reaction to just, like, throw stuff. Like, she just cleaned up. She's like, I, that's okay. I'm going to make a mess again now. Like that, that sort of exasperated. I quit. Yeah, I like it. I think it's a funny moment. It's just, it is, there's something very, very typically 1991 about that kind of reaction. Monica Geller would not have given up so easily. It's correct. <laughs> yes. By 1996, it was a whole different ball game. Now you, you have to, you have to take into consideration though, that these boys used to live in a sewer. Right. They what might not know cleanest place. This is the cleanest place they've ever been. <laughs> yeah, any napkins that ended up down there were probably dirty. Yeah, you Ew. wouldn't want to use those napkins. No. Also, they're like turtles, so aren't they just inherently slimy always anyway? It's not <laughs> Are these sad napkins mucus. or happy napkins? <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> the secret of the ooze. Ew. Oh. Ew. You took it there. <laughs> uh, never ask a teenage boy. But all right. You're not like a 13 episodes, but we got there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's a good bit. I do like the whole, like, I enjoy the different pairings. Because I guess in the first one, you didn't see the turtles paired up. Like, you didn't see a lot of a lot of Mikey Raph. You got, like, funny Mikey and stuff like that. But anytime the turtles, anytime they get to interact with each other, I really do think it's the best stuff in any of the movies. The sort of the the camaraderie and the brotherhood is what makes these, you know, old, you know, rubber suit movies as good as they were. Mm -hmm. I I do kind of miss that in some of the newer stuff. I feel like they don't hit those beats quite as well. He said. Because Michael Bay can't connect two of things emotionally. I will fight you on that, too, (laughs) if you ever get there. (laughs) Ah, you you clearly didn't listen to our drunken out of the shadows commentary that we posted. Oh, Lord. Oh, Nobody no. did. You probably shouldn't. Don't. It wasn't Don't do that it. bad. It was fun. Out of the shadows was great. <laughs> I can't it's a, remember. It's kind of a crime that people didn't go give it a chance. Because uh, I'll never get a Triceraton invasion. <laughs> I I wouldn't say never just yet because I feel like Nickelodeon is going to want to get their money's worth out of this franchise at some point. I want um, so badly a Triceraton movie. Like, you don't understand. It would be excellent. Well, <laughs> you know, we talked to Kevin Eastman not too long ago. Oh. And he was mentioning that, uh, and that's that's up there if you want to go check that out, Ariel. That's on, our, on our, uh, our feed. But he was mentioning that one of the early concepts 
for this movie was they were talking about could we do the the turtles in space kind of thing? Is that even possible? And they eventually decided against it. But for that Secret could have been use? turtles too. Yeah. Yep. Oh wow. Because like. You know, if you notice, like, trilogies and stuff like that, like, they kind of get weirder or more far-fetched after, like, you establish what they are in the first movies and everything. So when I right. look at the uh, the Michael Bay movies, it's like, yeah, they had the origin story type movie, and then it got weirder with Rocksteady and Bebop. It's like, where would you take it for the third movie? It would probably be Turtles in Space or an invasion or something because it's, Dimension it's X Michael or Bay. Yeah. yeah. And so... That's what I was hoping for, where it's like, ah, oh, this movie's so good. Like, like let's <laughs> let's bring it on to like, you know, the next movie, because like they were all signed Shredder. in for like three three movies and right. now they're not getting it. So yeah, yeah, I just I've I had I had fundamental problems with uh other aspects that not so much the story of those movies, but like the way that certain characters were portrayed i like I, things like that someone in um, here actually, really wants to do a krang impression i hear him in the back. <laughs> yeah, he's just gonna here. do it regardless <laughs> yeah chris <laughs> go for it this is krang report to me at once Oh, that was Craig's very first line in the show. Yes. <laughs> I, I've often said this, but Craig's voice is so bizarre because it it does like a high pitch and a low pitch at the same time, and it's mm. it's so weird. Well, then he does that inward uh. breathing while he talks thing too. Oh. That kind of thing. <laughs> it's so good. Pat Fraley is the man. That dude just Me the things he can do with his voice. Meatwad so kind of does that too, right? It goes like really yeah, high. Yeah, but really adorable. Low. Yeah, but never like at the same time like Krang does. I, like I don't know how that guy does that. Because <laughs> mm. Meatwad like a right up high the right up low, but like never like at the same exact time. Bizarro, Bizarro, I love you. <laughs> Isn't that kind of what uh, Popeye was too? Yeah, Popeye was a high and a low at the same time. I, I, My I, I, mind I, I, goes to Audrey too from Little Shop of Horrors. Very uh, squeaky, yeah, but yeah. that baritone voice. Ah, oh, sorry. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, feed me Seymour. Ah, uh, don't. Yeah. I directed that show once. That was one of the. That was like the last show as a music director at my last job that I did. Oh, nice. That's my yeah, favorite that show ever. I got to be the the big plant at one point and eat students. So that was fun. Oh. I actually um the the puppet also, studio that I used to I used to work with Monkey Boys Productions. They they uh one of their big things is they'll build a whole. Um, little shop thing, like all the different stages yeah, of Audrey need, like, too. You need like the the flower pot or the the coffee can one and the flower pot one, and then the one with like the sewn into the jacket with the fake arm. And then yeah, like, but the it like one. it takes up like half of their studio because it's this gigantic like Venus flytrap plant. It takes like a it, the the mechanics of it are amazing. I want but one they, in my house they, so badly. <laughs> <laughs> they recently made it was probably about like five or six years ago they made one they started renting it out mm -hmm. i don't know if they still have it but it, it was such a you you saw it we yeah, got to like get yeah. inside of it the one time it was bizarre yeah you know what i would love this is this is gonna make me sound crazy but like you know how like mermaids have like clamshell beds i want an audrey two bed <laughs> it's like, i mean it's like that the sheets are red and you sleep inside of like the teeth <laughs> I thought Wait. you were going to ask for a Little Shop of Horrors Ninja Turtles crossover, and I was like, that would also be cool. I mean, that too, yeah. Jim Henson for life, but... <laughs> I mean, Ariel, it depends on how crafty you are, because you could make that. I, but. Yeah, I am crafty. It's just more of a time thing, I guess, in money. Yeah. 
Like, I kind of want that Totoro bed, but I don't want to pay for the Totoro bed. <laughs> what, is it like you sleep on his stomach or something? Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. We went on a tangent. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it That's what this, We're good for that on this show. Yeah, I got to plug the monkey boys as, as much as I can. Those guys can are great. Can you please say plug the monkey one more time? <laughs> plug the monkey boys. Isn't that a Peter Gabriel song? Oh, no, that's Shock, <laughs> Shock the, monkey. the Monkey. Yeah, shout out to monkey boys. Shout out to Peter Gabriel. <laughs> I love Peter Gabriel. They taught me everything I, I know Peter about Gabriel puppets. Which is shout out. Peter Gabriel or Phil Collins? Uh, Phil Collins in Genesis, Phil but Collins. Peter Gabriel solo. Okay, now that that's a tangent right there. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> so I, let's yeah. tangent. I am not prepared to <laughs> let's enter. Let's bring it back to turtles, shall we? April throws her napkins all over. Splinter assures her that they're going to be leaving soon. I think the the mechanics on this Splinter puppet work so much better in this movie than they did in the first one. I think he's just able to do a lot more. Like you can see, I don't know if it's got to be some sort of rod puppet. He puts his hand on. Uh, April's knee, like as he's sort of talking to her, saying, "Hey, we're going to be out of your hair soon. Don't worry." Um, and I feel like the hand mechanics in Turtles One were much more stiff. This seems like he's just able to do a lot more uh, mm-hmm. actual puppeteering. Adam, thoughts? His ears are really expressive too. Yeah, or oh, his ear, I should lot. say. Yeah, Master Splinter is a Muppet, right? Like the mouth is a hand, or. I believe yeah, this so. is Kevin Clash. So I think Splinter works very similar to how Ernie or Cookie Monster does in that there's one performer working the the mouth with the hand up inside. And then one and then hand working is like one stable. arm. And then there's another puppeteer working the other arm. Oh. No, I think it's I think it's the one arm is working the mouth, one arm is working one hand, and the other hand is just kind of dead. Yeah, oh, like that's what I was so saying. Dead. It's like it's oh, like stable, a big bird. it's not doing much. Because like you see when yeah. they're at the table, the arm's just sitting there. Yeah, yeah. or like a Kermit, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That too. Very like possibly. or they're just kinda like, you know, you see them like resting at the side or something like that. Yeah. Hey, have we seen any like stage crew members or like people inside the turtle heads yet in this movie uh early on like uh in that first fight scene like some of the big like you know wide open mouth smiles like uh if you look in like it it, i mean as we were talking about like how the lighting is not good for the for the puppets like you can kind of see into their mouths a little bit and see some of the the seams basically there's an almost the same way you're seeing their seams in the neck there's an almost moment in this minute if you go to 30 seconds when uh, Mikey breathes a sigh of relief, you can almost see the guy in there, but not I feel quite. like I feel like they did a better job of like building the tongues inside the turtle heads to block the face of the actors. Like, there's been a couple times where you're able to see right in, but I haven't actually seen anyone's eyes yet. In the first movie, that was like all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then creepy mouth so as, eyes. As we approach the end of the minute. Splinter is lecturing, lecturing, lecturing. And then Leonardo quite aggressively gets up and he's like, yes, Master Splinter. Because he has to be the teacher's pet. <laughs> but it's like in a it's, really it's obnoxious even, way. <laughs> it is the most obnoxious way. Why so obnoxious? Why why be so aggressively like uh, uh, patronizing about it? You well, know? He's, he's kind of like Leo... that in the first movie, too, when they first enter the lair. Like he like slides, like he drops right down to his knees. Like we have had our first Battle Master Splinter, like he has to like be right there, and like while he's lecturing, yeah. he's the only one who's sitting on his knees, a foot in front of Master Splinter. Like, uh huh, yeah, uh huh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think sometimes Leo overcompensates for the other three because you know 
Mikey and Donnie joke and Raph is a sad boy. And then Leo's just like, I'm the best. Yeah. And like three frames of film, Leo goes from sitting in the corner eating pizza to be right in <laughs> Splinter's face. so fast. Have you guys ever talked about how insecure Leo is? Because that's like something I've discovered about him over the past few years. Like that's what kind of drives him. Like he's always trying to like, you know, I need to be the best. I need to like, you know, be worthy. Yeah. You know, I, I don't need to amplify myself. It. I don't think we talked about it in this show, but I think the 2012 series did a really, really good job of showing that. There's that. There's a long arc where he's like, like doesn't he like go blind or something for a little while, or like he gets injured and he's like super mopey. Well, yeah, it's like when it's the same thing where Raph uh, gets beat up in the first movie. Yeah, but instead it's Leo, and also the 2003 series did that too. Like they go to the um, you know, April's farmhouse, and then they just, like, don't really talk for a while. Like, very, like, you know, like, ah, uh, what have I done? Don't they do that in uh, in the night? The 2007 movie, Leo is also sort of like, like, what's the point of even being a team anymore? He, like, gets super down on himself. And, yeah, that's really interesting. He does sort of kind of uh, need a lot of validation. He needs a lot of reinforcement. From well, the others. another thing in that vein with like of him, like he also says like he's very impulsive, like he says some really big things that like only an insecure person would say, like in the 2007 movie where he has to he feels like he has to say, I'm better than you. Like what? Or like, what was it? There's like another line. I can't remember. There's like he just says like these weird things where it's like you are you got issues like you really need to feel like you're above everybody. I don't know. Superiority complex. Yeah. yeah. Well, in yeah. the uh, in the IDW comic book series, he has a really, really interesting arc uh, after the City Fall storyline, where they kind of, I guess, defeat the Shredder. Um, so they defeat the Shredder, and uh, Splinter kind of inherits the Foot Clan, like he becomes the Foot Clan's master, and then Leo becomes his Chunin, like his head ninja, and it it. it gets really weird because the other three like want nothing to do with it and then uh leo kind of sticks with splinter in this weird way it's it's very strange like he's very attached to splinter oh i remember the line that's uh in the in out of the shadows where leo goes there's only one vote that counts in this whole family and it's mine it's me whatever like he just says like it's yeah like these lines yeah. that he says it's very like okay calm down leo <laughs> It's very cyclopsy. Also, hey, spoilers alert. I just like uh, really, I don't know. Wait, you're telling me that in some form of Ninja Turtles, they beat the Shredder? <laughs> well, they become the Foot Clan. I guess that's oh, the yeah. big spoiler. Well, I guess that's the spoiler. Well, whatever. That's like three, four or five years old at this point, isn't it? Yeah, that's like uh, 40 hey, wake issues me up when ago. they become the hand. <laughs> also, uh, if, uh, just, I, I want to say something real quick about the comics. Uh, IDW brought back the original image series in color. Oh, so yes, image did this black and white, uh, really super violent, super edgy version of the Ninja Turtles That's, in the nineties. Isn't that like the volume three? Uh, I think so. Cause like volume one was the black and whites. Volume two was the colored. And then volume four was Peter Laird's relaunch in like 2003 or something. 2001, maybe. I no, this volume, was this was before that. This was like right. ninety. I, that's what I'm saying. This, I think they were technically the Turtles comic volume three. 
Oh, okay. But it's it's out now from IDW. It's like six or seven issues in now. It's called uh, TM or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Urban Legends, I believe. Ew. It's fantastic. It's it's cool to see it in color because it was never originally in color, and they did a beautiful job. It's it's you should go get it. It's great. Yes, <laughs> this has you been should. your Wednesday comic book corner. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So so Leo gets up and he's. Super in Splinter's face, and then of course Raphael feels the need to mock him. And the yes, look, the look yes, on Raphael's face is amazing. I think you might be right, Adam. I think this might be the most expressive puppet out of all of them. Yeah, his eyes are perfect, <laughs> and he has he has dimples that come out every now and again. Yeah, <laughs> like it's 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 probably the best head sculpt, and it's the best puppetry on all four of them. I think. Yeah. I agree I'm with the head partial. sculpt for sure. I'm partial to the Mikey head sculpt, but I think Raph has got to be. I, I would definitely agree with the fact that he's the the most expressive and the, probably the best puppet mechanically. Out of all three of the the '90s live action movies, uh, the Raph in this one is my favorite. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, sculpt wise, face wise. Very nice. Yeah, I, I, it's amazing how different each movie, like the turtles, look. I mean, not so much in the third one because I don't even think they're using Henson anymore, but like. It's just no, like very noticeable changes between the first movie and this movie on all of them. Um, but yeah, Raphael looks incredible. I don't know. I think maybe it's the red bandana helps bring out his eyes. <laughs> his amber eyes. Yes. <laughs> I get lost in them. Um, but yeah, I love this sort of like teasing thing. Like Raphael is just always down for making Leo's life difficult, and uh, it's very entertaining. Well, there's that singable <laughs> line for you, Scott. Yes, Master Splinter. <laughs> yeah. yep, you have to I do don't... the really, really over-exaggerated Brooklyn accent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Master Splinter. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I am a big fan of the musical dialogue. I wish. I don't know what it is. There's like a block inside of me saying that it's just not letting me love the lines in this movie as much. Like I hear what you're saying. I hear the line. I can tell it's inherently musical, but for some reason I'm not connecting to it in the same way I did as turtles one dialogue. And it makes me sad. It's not a song you've heard as many times, you know, that maybe that's it. Yeah. I was going to say, do you just know the first movie better? Because once you learn it, it's very fun to like actually like repeat. I mean, I think in all honesty, I've probably seen this one more. Hmm. To, if I have to be perfectly honest, counting all the times I saw it as a child, I'm sure I watched this one more when I was a kid. There's something about like where I'm at in my life now and the way that I appreciate the first Turtles movie as like I think it – I really – if you listen to the first season, the line I kept saying is it had no business being as good as it was like from a filmmaking standpoint. Like just everything about it was great. Like lighting, cinematography, script, music, acting, voice acting, puppeteering. And I feel like – this one's got great moments, but like the whole package, and if for me, it doesn't come together as nicely. Well, obviously, as know. as a movie, like everything you just said, like as like just yeah, as a movie, the first one is definitely way better put together. Like as a film, this one is more just tongue in cheek, slapstick, fun times. Yeah, but definitely. With, but the argument when it comes to quoting, like I think the slapstick fun times makes it more quotable. Like, it's just like they just kind of let go with the script and had fun with it, you know? Yeah, you you very well may be on to something there. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, that brings us to the end 
of minute 13 and the end of our time with Ariel. And I'm sad to see it go because this has been so much fun. You brought so much to our little show. Who's going to recite the, the movie for you? I don't know. Listen, listen you know well, what you Maybe we'll do? figure something out. You could out. always send in a hashtag turtle fan minute. If you want to just recite it from memory and send it to us, we can put you on the show every week. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that would be your bit. Like, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to recap the minute now. Here's Ariel Somerville to recite it from memory. Oh, my God. And then at the end of the season, what we'll do is we'll just chop all those together <gasps> until yes. you're reciting the entire movie from beginning to <laughs> I thought we were just oh doing one God. minute. All right. We can put that up on Patreon, and then and then we can we can edit the 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 video. Like we'll slow it down and speed it up when we need to. Line it up the with entire. Oh man! I yes. can just like watch yes. the movie and just dub over it. <laughs> yeah, MST three K that shit. Except oh. don't make jokes. Just do the lines. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do it straight. I definitely uh, recommend if you like that stuff, definitely check out that Nightmare for Christmas one I did a few years ago where like it's literally just me in front of my webcam, like reciting the entire movie and like jumping around my room. And like I'm really <laughs> bitter in that video because I was kind of doing it to cheer myself up. So I have all these like really sarcastic remarks as I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> well, remind us, remind us one more time. Where do people find you on the old interweb? Uh, just look up R2 Ninja Turtle, mostly on uh youtube deviantart and instagram i've been on the internet for a very long time under that moniker so you it's pretty easy to find me all right and uh, uh so once again thank you ariel for joining us You're one welcome. more round of applause for for ariel doing a great job here at thank Ninja Turtles you Minute. had a good time make sure Make sure you guys check us out at TMNT Minute on Twitter, at TMNT Minute on Instagram, TMNT Listener Feedback Group or Minute Listener Group or whatever the hell we call it on Facebook. I can never The Turtle Tank. Yeah. (laughs) It's not called that, so don't look for that. (laughs) But it should have been. Um, And send us your Turtle Fan Minute. One minute of you ranting and raving about anything about Turtles 2 that you wish and we will put it up. You send that to tmntminute at gmail.com. For the crew here, for Chris and Adam and Rachel, and for our very lovely guest, Ariel, I'd like to bid you guys adieu. We will see you on Thursday, even though, sadly, Ariel won't. Bye, everybody. Uh, <laughs> bye. Bye. Trailboy! What's going on? Oh, God. <laughs>